Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. And the Music of America podcast continues today in San Francisco. We're with Ernie Panetta and the Delta Wires, and we're going to talk a little rockin' blues in a moment. If you ever find yourself in Tecumseh, Kansas, stop by Monkey House Guitars. Monkey House Guitars is a small made-to-order boutique guitar shop. If you can think it, they can build it. Some of the most beautiful handmade guitars you will ever see, meticulously designed and crafted for your specifications. Nothing by machine. Hand-laid frets. Everything routed and sanded in shop at Monkey House Guitars. The Multiverse Guitar, singularly one of the most innovative and interesting guitars I think I've ever seen made. And I get to see it be made via pictures that he posts on Facebook, all from the hands of Luthier Mike Thompson, an amazing, amazing artisan. So please check out their Facebook page, or now they have a website. So it's Monkey House, one word, Monkey House Guitars, Tecumseh, Kansas, or monkeyhouseguitars.com. If you can think it, they can build it. I love that line. It's so clever. We're with Ernie Panata from San Francisco and the Delta Wires. And Ernie, let's let's just jump right into it. Who are the Delta Wires? Let's hear your band members and what they do. Well, Delta Wires started many years ago. We've had a lot of the same guys in the band for a long time. I am the band leader and the vocalist and the harmonica player, Tom Garrett, has been with me for many, 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 many years. Richard Healy's been Richard Healy and Tony have been with us over 20 years. And David and John, David Bowman, the trombone player and arranger, and John Christensen, the trumpet player, they've been with me for about at least seven years. And now Caleb Murray's been with us a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich Sylvester was in on the keyboards and he plays with us off and on. And he's been with us off and on since the 90s. Anyway, so that's the makeup of the band. And I always have three horns, a tenor saxophone, trumpet, and trombone, which is a really nice blend for the blues. Or oh, yeah. Big band. Do you do a lot of festivals, jazz and blues festivals with your band? We're in the middle of the season right now. We have stuff coming up. You asked me for a schedule. I don't have a schedule in front of me, but I know this. Next week, we're in Santa Cruz at the uh, right on the water there, which is really beautiful in Capitola. Mm-hmm. And then, then that weekend, we're at the uh, God, Beano Godfather Winery in Vallejo, which is a really, really nice setup. And then on uh, following Sunday, we're at the Fremont Art and Wine Festival in Fremont, which is a big, big event. Uh-huh. Other stuff coming up. I just don't have the list. But if you go to DeltaWires.com, you'll see everything that we're doing. Yeah. The reason I was asking is uh, the Discover Jazz is a big jazz festival they have in Vermont the first week in June. And I've dealt with a lot of jazz musicians already that do jazz festivals, do blues festivals. And they're all yeah. horn-oriented bands, I guess. Yeah. And uh, so when you brought up the brass that you have in your band, I immediately just kind of went to there and yeah, uh, sure. thought of the festivals in that. Who were, that's with you now, I guess, who are original members of the Delta Wires besides yourself? Was that Tom? Uh, Tom, Tom Garrett's the bass player, yeah. Okay. And then the other people just come and, have come and gone. We've had, you know, I mean, it's been 50-something years I've had the band. So have you really? Wow. Yeah. Now, you're in San Francisco. Have you always played the Bay Area, or you've been around other yeah, parts of the country? Much, we're pretty much Bay Area. It, it's been very difficult to play in Oakland now because Oakland is such a war zone. Uh, we really? Play, yeah. We do play in San Francisco uh, once a month. We play at mm-hmm. the Saloon, which is the oldest bar in San Francisco. We pack that place once a month, and it's a great – it's like our home base. But Oakland has just gotten to the point where I, I don't even want to play there anymore because even – if you have a rehearsal there, your car gets broken into. I mean, it's oh just goodness. it's just gotten, and I I don't care to say it because I'm from Oakland, but yeah, it, it's just gotten it's so ridiculous. San Francisco and Oakland have just gotten so ridiculous. I'm sorry to say that, and I don't want to dwell on it, but let's talk about the band. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I try not to do politics or anything on this show. I, I will say this: that uh, one of the best vacations I've ever had in my my life was in San Francisco. I'm a big hockey guy. So we flew into San Francisco, stayed at a hotel, and like up the street from us, this is when Bill Clinton was president, 
And the Clintons had come in and they stopped at an antique shop to find something for their daughter for her birthday. Okay. So they had the whole road blocked out and slowed us down getting to the airport. But we ended up taking a train down to San Jose, uh, San Jose to watch the Sharks. And then we flew out the next day, went to L.A. and we, we saw the Kings play and the Ducks play. So it was quite wow. a fun time. And we ate at Fisherman's Wharf. We took a yeah. bus ride down to uh, Carmel. Carmel's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Oh, man. Gorgeous. And and to me, San Francisco was the epitome of the phrase, great place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. That that hit me so clearly. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it's, you know, I've been here all my life. It's been a little disappointing. Anyway, I'd like to talk about the band yeah. and start out how, how I started the band. I started the band that uh, I went to the California College of Arts and Crafts in Oakland, which now is the California College of Arts. I was in my uh, junior year, and I started getting into music. A friend of mine turned me on to, of course, Butterfield, Sonny Boy Williamson, Little Walter, B.B. King, uh-huh. and all these blues guys, because basically, you know, in San Francisco at the time, they have all the rock you know, all the best rock bands started there, right? I mean, you could walk down the street and see guys from the dead. You could see, you know, you'd, you'd go to the Avalon Ballroom and one night there'd be a band playing there and then all of a sudden the Jefferson Airplane would show up and then another band would sit in. The whole band would sit in. It would be great, you know. I mean, I saw a lot of wonderful music. The inspiration for me, though, was the blues and I really got into it and basically got into it technically and studied uh, the regional migration from uh, Mississippi, the Mississippi Delta, when the, mm-hmm. after the uh, the cotton gin started and they lost everything as far as people working in the cotton fields, and then uh, moving to Memphis and then up to uh, Chicago, where the, what was the basic blues bands? I mean, the great guys from Mississippi, you know, Elmore James and and Muddy Waters and okay. you know, who know, you know. Alan Wolf, everybody from there. And then and then I had a poetry class, so I had to write some music also. And so I wrote some songs and I did a, a presentation of the anthology of blues. And it was the covering the regional migration of the from from Mississippi, the Mississippi Delta to Chicago. We start we did a program at the school uh, and it was uh, during the day we we did the entire program. And I I did a little lecture on on the music and and blues and how it started with field haulers and i had a band uh that band at that time had we had great vocalists and we had uh we still do but uh the we did field haulers and then from the field haulers we went to uh charlie Patton, robert johnson type stuff yeah out of the out of little light and hopkins and then uh it ended up with a chicago blues band uh with a sax player so i was it was uh emulated after uh uh, the Muddy Waters band, where I was, but I was the harmonica player singer, and uh-huh. uh, and that's where the band started, and and then from there, uh, we were schooled in the music, and right then we were in Oakland around uh, the showcase was there. BB uh, King used to play, Bobby Blue Bland, Lowell Folson came and sat in with us once, and we went to uh, the Usher's Orbit Room and sat in with Lowell Folson. Um, I sat in with Freddie King. Uh, it wow. was a very good, and then uh, we opened for Buddy Guy and Junior Wells, and, 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 you know, Little Milton, I mean, just everybody, and so it was quite an inspiration, and then we started out uh, doing concerts and playing nightclubs, and, and that's just kind of how it went back in the day. There was Tower Power, there was uh, uh, Cold Blood, they were from the East Bay, and then there was, there was some of, you know, Sly, Sly and the Family Stone. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think when we really started taking off, we got on a rider to play with Van Morrison. We were on his uh, rider. We played throughout California. How cool him. would that be? Yeah. He tried to get me a record deal. We just didn't have a single at the time. That's just the way it went. And uh, then we we're, we're, I'm just, we just finished our eighth album. So <laughs> we just keep going, you know. So back then, because music was such a happening thing and the West Coast music scene was, just oh. blowing up, you know. Was your style that we hear today with the Delta Wires? Was it has it morphed into what it is today, or was it something different back then? Was it more pure Chicago? Was has oh. it developed its own sense of sound and and flavor? We've changed somewhat, but I think what one person said on I had a, a interview with a guy in the England just a little while ago, and he was talking about how. This band is so much like the old Butterfield Blues band when they had the horns, you know, when they right. when they got horns. Yeah, the, the uh, Big Boy Crabshaw that album, and and we do 
Actually, we do uh, one more heartache, and I pity the fool, and and not his arrangement, but we did an arrangement of that. So I, I think to describe the band and the band out live, it's more like that. When a cross of that, and maybe uh, Bobby Blue Bland. I love Bobby Blue Bland. We just started jamming on a Bobby Blue Bland song back in St. Louis. I've got some some mates that I get together with and play, and one guy yeah. said, "Man, we got to play this song. We got to play this song." I listen to it, and it's, yeah, ain't no yeah, love, yeah. 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 Such no, a good song. That's a, that's a dreamer album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when he signed with the ABC Paramount. Was it? And, okay. Uh, that's uh, my friend, uh, Jimmy Carr, who's a guitar player. And he's, he's playing in Germany. He's in Germany. He's been in Germany, but he played with me for a while, right after he played with Bobby Blubland. And then he went on to play with John Lee Hooker after that. But yeah. I, I saw Bobby Blubland. So I saw his last performance in the city. He, he was just that voice, man. That's, a lot That's of something, voices. man. It's so good. Well, and yeah. none of us, none of us in our group of guys could sing it. You know, it's either it's too high or it's too low. You know, yeah, yeah. And we just can't hit it. But it's just fun music to play, man. Now you're the vocalist, you're the band leader, and yeah. do you do the? I think you mentioned one of the horn players does a lot of the arranging. Do you do the arranging yes. as well? And do you write David your own Coleman, stuff? Yes. Oh yeah, I. It, it, my ideas. What happened was when we did this last album, before we did the album, I'd get together with David Bowman. I'd go over to his house and I'd talk about these concepts that I had about the songs that I wanted to do. One of the things was that Big Joe Turner. Oh, Jesus, I remember. Let's make sure I said it right. And so it was that swing stuff I wanted to do. And I was really wanted to do this Kansas City tune. I wanted it to feel that jump blues, you know. So we, we discussed that, and then he comes up with some ideas, and then uh, the, the guitar player, the bass player, and myself, and the drummer get together, and we kind of lay it down. And then he brings the then he brings the brings the horns in, which he's a great arranger, and it's just impeccable. I mean, he's played with the you know Taki Takiaki Oshi or whatever that he played with them. He played with Al Hurt. He's played with many famous people. Written yeah. uh, for written for Chuck Khan. I mean, he's done all great stuff. Then I wanted to do. Uh, I really loved Larry Davis, and I liked that uh, the sound of the uh, the old Duke records. You know, where they had that. It just, I mean, that's Bobby was doing that too. You know, and, and Junior Parker. Uh -huh. But yeah. uh, Larry Davis, I really dug that his flood in Texas, and uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan did that. Stevie Ray Vaughan did it. He did a great job. Of course, he was fantastic. But Larry Davis, that was his song. I tried is another song. Is a Larry Davis song, and and that's the one we did. And uh, I go and talk to David about that. If somebody told me it's the blues thing that we did, Can't Win for Losing was the same thing. So on a lot of these songs, uh, Sloppy Drunk, I love that. The version I liked was the Chicago version that was done by uh, basically the Muddy Waters band. That was uh, uh, that was written, it was written by Sonny Bo Williamson. But anyway, so I'd give him an idea and he'd run with it. That's wonderful to have that much trust in a bandmate and say, I need you yeah. to do this. And then, of course, he's got a pedigree. I mean, you, you brought up some names, Al Hurt, Chaka Khan. I mean, come on. You know, he doesn't yeah. really have to prove himself. Now, you brought up a song, Can't Win for Losing. And it's one of the songs we're going to feature here in the yeah. podcast. Is that your arrangement? Is that it's David's arrangement? Not, or No, it's our it's our, our arrangement. He put the horns to it. Okay. That was my lyrics and my idea. And it's about being in the record business and the music business for so long. And you just can't win for losing. Well, we're going to give it a listen here. We're talking with Ernie Panada and the Delta Wires from San Francisco in the Music of America podcast. And the song is called Can't Win for Losing. for losing I can't lose for winning too I can't win for losing I can't lose for winning too Living in the city In front of the bright lights It lasted for a while Played live on radio Thought we made it for a while Feel 
Win for Losing with Ernie Panada and the Delta Wires of the San Francisco and the Music of America podcast. Octave Mandolins, Joe Mendel's signature piece of art, gives you that sweet tone somewhere between a mandolin and a guitar. It has that mandolin punch while also delivering the sustain and range of a guitar, and he builds them to your specifications. You might prefer the Adirondack top to the Sitka. You might like black walnut mahogany, rosewood, maple. You select the wood, you select the style, and Joe will make it for you, your very own octave mandolin, all in part flavor of their own tone. I call them Mendel's Mandos, the octave mandolin, available at joemendelfretz.com. I got this record here. I left my heart in San Francisco, Tony Bennett. Oh, it's wow. The original, it's the original album. And no kidding. Still, I got it. I've had it for years. Yeah, he he just passed away, and everybody went crazy in the city because, I mean, he's he's from Queens. Actually, his parents are from Calabria, where my family's from. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's from Queens. His family came from Calabria. I'm from here. I was born in Oakland. So let's talk a little bit more about the Delta Wire's current manifestation, how you got to where you are now, your new members. Well, no, uh, Richard Ely and Tony Zarb have been with me for over 20 years. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you said so. The bass, the bass, drums, guitar, the rhythm section's been there for over 20 years. Okay, 23 years, something like that. 
So it's tight. <laughs> yeah. I asked you this before. I, I don't know if we got to it or not. Do you just play the Bay Area, just California? Do you tour? Have you gone worldwide? Uh, we play the, 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 we play, I mean, we played the Italy. Uh, we played the Umbria Jazz Festival cool. um, a few years ago. Um, we played uh, this year, at the beginning of the year, we played up in Reno for the Reno Blues Society. We played in San Diego before. We played in Memphis, Tennessee. We did the International Blues Challenge, which we were finalists in uh, Blues Challenge in in uh, Memphis. Played myself. I played in the Buddy Guys in Chicago. I sat in with the Buddy Guys band in Chicago. Oh, cool. When I was inducted, I was inducted into the California Blues Hall of Fame in Chicago. Wow, that's uh, awesome. That was cool, that Buddy Guys. I played harmonica in Venice. You know, that's yeah. one of those bands. You know, we're local. We play local, and and it, it's it's a big band. And you know, we're not Tower right. Power. We don't have that kind of you know Tower Power. I know Emilio and you know those guys. And they uh -huh. play all over the world. Well, they're famous, famous, famous. And we just never hit that hit that stride. I mean, people know who we are uh, all over the. You know, I could say from Macedonia to Spain to you know all over mostly the United States or blues guys know us, uh -huh. but you know, Hawaii, I mean, but we just need, uh, we haven't had that, that big push to, to, to get the, the fame, you know, the record deals were always kind of short and we didn't get the right deal. And so we, you know, it's just, it, 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 but we haven't given up and we're still professional. You've done this for 50 years, dude. There are people that can't do it for five. You know what I mean? So that's an accomplishment, huge, yeah. huge accomplishment, you know, to be able to do what you love for a living for as long as you have. Yeah. What do you tell the kids that are up and coming that are trying to not really take your job, but do what you've done? What do you tell them? What What's get, the secret to success? Get a day job. <laughs> <laughs> get a day job and get a pension and get life insurance. And health insurance. <laughs> and health insurance, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not easy, man. No, no. But uh, when you pay your dues, you just never stop. In this industry, you're just no, always no, no, paying no. dues. Especially now, it's just you know all these all these tribute bands are are kicking our ass, man. Yeah. Every all the festivals where we used to play, I talked to this one promoter, and he goes, "Ernie, I want to use you, but the the people that are putting this on, they want they want a Tom Petty cover band, they want a Rolling Stones cover band, they want uh, you know Eagles cover band, they want you know mm -hmm. they want they want cover bands now and." And I'm not going to change. You know, I'll die the way I am. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong thing. Sorry. I didn't That's know. right. Well, I've, I've talked to a guy from Arizona and he was talking about integrity and being genuine. And you got to be who you are and say, yeah. this is who we are. And if this isn't what you want, that's fine. Don't make me try and be what I'm not. We are Delta Wires. This is what we do. Yeah. And that's what you market. Yeah. And that's how, what I market. <laughs> how did COVID affect you guys? Oh, we shut down. Completely? Yeah. We wow. had to shut down. We were in the process of doing this album. During We were going to do a single. We put a single out. And then in uh -huh. then 2020, 2021, uh, 2020, we were going to do the album. And then COVID hit. And there was nowhere to play. All the clubs were closed. Everything closed. Everything shut down. The Bay Area shut down. Yeah. I know some people were doing like house, what are, they weren't called house concerts. What were they called? Reverb yeah. Nation did some things, but you would go. Front porch things. Yeah. Call them, do them here in Alameda. Yeah. And, and everybody said it just, it just didn't work. You know, like you're playing for an audience that might be home listening. We've got friends. We've got so many music friends all over the country. And we sit there and we'd tune in and we'd catch this act. We'd catch that act. And it just it's just not the same you're not there and it's not the same for the performer because you're not getting that immediate feedback from the audience you know oh i know it shot a lot of people down do you have friends that got out of the business after COVID, or just well, everybody I, just I, with it? you know i i think uh, i think a lot of people probably just couldn't do it anymore i mean they're yeah i don't know they're, they're, it's coming back though i mean there's there's a lot more festivals coming up and there's a lot more things happening now. So I think it's getting a lot better, but we'll seems, see, you know, it seems like here we're up in Vermont and it seems here it's a big music town in Burlington 
and it's taken a while, but it's back now with a vengeance. I mean, our, our Discover Jazz Festival is usually a 10-day thing. They went five days this year. But the other festivals all around Vermont, the, three and four times what I've seen here in the last, easily in the last five years, like just before COVID. So I think music is coming back and coming back with a vengeance. Yeah. I think people got hit and now they're just happy to be playing and they want to get out and, and play some more. Now, the next song we're going to listen to, if somebody told me, tell me about that song. Um, it's it's a song about my, uh, I, I wrote this song a long time ago and I, I never wanted to, uh, I never wanted to really use it. Uh, it's about my, uh, uh, my 21 year old son who, uh, passed away and committed suicide and um i uh it's been a very uh, been a heavy burden on me and uh for you know since then he this was in 2006 and i held this back for a long time and then uh, we were we were um we were going to work on this album and i said you know what i'm gonna write we're gonna do this song i gotta do this song and and so i'm glad i did uh it's uh you know, Richard Healy put his heart into it. We did this song in one take. One take. You're kidding. That was it. No. We That's the amazing. The, the, band, the band did it in one take. And I think the horns did it in one take. Because they knew what, what it meant to me. Yeah. And uh, it was one take, man. I'm, I'm serious. It's so we cool. Tried, we, tried, we tried to embellish it and change it. I go, no, let's just keep the original take. The original mm -hmm. take is there, and everybody agreed. Yeah, let's just let's just keep that. It seems I mean, almost like like they knew this was your song, and like to pay homage to you and to your son, they did yeah. their work. They did the work. You know, what I mean, they brought yeah, their yeah. A game to practice or to the studio that day, and you were able to get it in one take. That's amazing, man. That's, we walked away. We walked away, and and, and uh, everybody goes, yeah. But, you know, even the, even the engineer, you know, a really good studio in Oakland. I I go to it's the Skyline Studios, mm -hmm. and this really good uh, engineer. He was he was into it too. I mean, we we just it was a rate, and and you can hear the song. I mean, uh, I've gotten kicks on the vocal because some uh, let's see some blues magazine in Memphis or something said he's no Bobby Blue Bland or <laughs> I got some, I got some kicks, but. You know, people aren't going to like everything you do, and, and and it pisses you off because it's such an emotional thing. But you know, there's you know, like Frank Sinatra said, I saw Sinatra a couple of times, and and he says the critics are the ones that come around after the war and shoot all the wounded. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's perfect, man. I've never heard that before. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> That's Sinatra. That's awesome. That's so cool. Well, let's give this a listen. Uh, and now that we have a perspective, let's really give it a listen. This is Ernie Panada and the Delta Wires from San Francisco. And the song is called If Somebody Told Me. Told 
If Somebody Told Me with 
Ernie Panada and the Delta Wires, the Music America podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. I grew up in St. Louis, and growing up in St. Louis, there's such a strong influence of blues music in my life. In fact, one of the logos we use for this podcast has a band on there called the Alabama Serenaders. It goes back to the 1930s. Well, if you look at the picture real closely, there's a gentleman with a clarinet pointing straight up to the gods, right? That's my grandfather. So blues and my life has been an important part of my life. Well, the Soulard Blues Festival, the B3 Blues Festival, the Blues Festival really showcases that deep-rooted blues heritage. The B3 Blues Festival in St. Louis is an outdoor concert festival held in historic Soulard Market. Now, the flavors local blues artists, a savory tradition of classic blues, does and prevails throughout the day. And 2023 has come and gone, but they're already working on 2024, which will likely come out again in May. They have begun to bring in uh, artists and beer tastings as well. So you get the flavor of the blues, you get the flavor of St. Louis, and you get beer. I mean, St. Louis, how do you say no to beer, right? Got to have the beer. And it's the Soulard B3, the annual blues festival in historic Soulard Market, St. Louis, Missouri. Check them out at Facebook at the Soulard Blues Festival or the B3 Blues Festival. Ernie, I like to use this phrase a lot. And when you're dealing with the blues and with jazz, it's kind of like they all have their own flavor. So the question I like to ask is your musical identity. What is the Delta Wire's musical identity? It is rockin' big band blues. That is that that describes the band and how we. It's everybody is into it. Everybody's organized. It's a band, and that's that's our focus. It's getting the crowd going and playing precisely with dynamics and a lot of you know musical talent. I roll into town. I go see that you're playing at the saloon. What do we got? We got an hour and a half show. We got a three hour show. What are we going to get there? Three sets. Three sets. Okay. Three one How do you break sets? Three one hours. Okay. Nine thirty to one thirty, and okay. it's still packed. It's still packed at one o'clock. That's good. That, <laughs> you know, to to have been doing this as long and still having people show up. I talked to a woman in in Alaska. And Alaska is a little bit different because everything's hard to get to. Okay. But she says you don't want to do a show a month because people get tired of you. That's a little different in San Francisco because you're you're drawing from Salsalita, you're drawing from Oakland. You've got people, you get a lot of people that can come to hear you play. Alaska, you just can't get anywhere from anywhere. You know, have you ever felt like you've maybe worn out your welcome at some places? No. Good. Not not there. I mean, there's a different crowd. There's a different crowd every time we play there, and and there's a lot of young people that really like us. You know, oh, that's great! And, that's and we have a we have a real young crowd. I mean, twenties, twenties, thirties. You know, it, it's a young crowd, and they love us. Do you so, ever? And then s- it and we get an older. And sometimes we play. Um, we'll play different places where there's an, an older crowd, but in San Francisco, that crowd is a young crowd, and it's always packed. And People come and see us, not, not, you know, they probably don't see us once a month, but I see people in there once a month, the same people. Uh-huh. And I, I change it up, you know, I change up the show. And, but, you know, they love the band. This one guy comes all the time because I love you guys, man, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we all do that. We all have our, our band favorites, our favorite bands, whatever, that we're always going to go see. Uh, and when you got a, a bigger population pool, like where you are, and you can continue to draw and you keep getting new faces which is pretty cool I'm, I'm really excited that you said that young people are coming to hear the music because yeah. it's yeah. it's so important that this tradition continue they never they ne- a lot of them never heard this kind of music you know it's amazing uh, to me we had we had these two promoters from dallas come and see the band uh-huh and and they were totally blown out he goes we don't see anything like this, you know, and they're in Texas, but they're mostly for, you know, I don't think they're in a blues thing, but they're, in, they do big corporate events and mm-hmm. cover bands and stuff like that. You know, the, uh, big events. 
And, what, do you, uh, what do you think that is? What What do you think that they've lived their life and not heard this style of music? What do you think? Well, that's they, they, they've heard it probably, but they've never, they haven't seen it. You know, uh -huh. I mean, it's like, uh, I mean, I mean, Christ, we're getting to be an anomaly now. You know, I mean, having this kind of music for all these years and, and uh, yeah, I could change it up and do more cover songs. I'm not going to do it. We, you know, we do. There's a couple of covers we do, but mostly it's, you know, I think the majority of our stuff is original. And or if it's not original, it's something that I've I've wanted to do and we've done it and we just broke it all down, tore it apart and then redid it. You know, I had a guest on who was talking about her sister and she asked her sister if she was ever going to write music. And she goes, why? There's so much great music out there to interpret. And that has stuck with me ever since. And yeah. I think of like you guys, there's just so much great music out there that maybe you've not even heard yet, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and that would be so cool to be able to come to the band and say, hey, look what I found. I was messing around. I flipped over. I got this this old Johnny Lee Hooker's album and I flipped this over and on the backside was a song I never heard before. And then bam, you guys reintroduce a new song, but it's really not a new song. It's an old well, song. We did that to Dimples. Uh, you know, we changed dimples all around. Uh -huh. uh, that's Tommy Hooker tune. We used to we opened it for him a couple of times. And guys in my band have played, gone on to play with Johnny Hooker. No kidding. Yeah, that's cool. You've you've dropped a lot of names, and that's so cool uh -huh. that you've been able to be around these legends. Man, I consider almost everybody you mentioned legends. Like when I got into the blues, I jumped into the blues. You know, I grew up as an old rock and roller and. Then yeah. I started buying every anthology I could get my hands on, every greatest, uh, you know, like uh, CDs on the Delta Blues, CDs on Chicago Blues, whatever. Yeah. And I just totally immersed myself. And now that's that's my my signature, my my email, yeah, Bugman yeah. Bugman Blues. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Voodoo Cadillac is that an original or is that a cover? Uh, it's it's a cover. It's it's um. Uh, it's Southern, uh, I can't remember the exact name of the band. It's Southern something on the skids. Uh -huh. and it, uh, it's written by Richard Miller, who's the the um, who's the, the leader of that band. And um, I I heard it, and I I liked it. It was a change in the groove, you know, a, a yeah. different groove than we usually do. Of course, it took me a while to convince the band because <laughs> they weren't <laughs> sure about it. And then uh, we played it through, and we had the horn section there at this rehearsal. And I said, "Let's try this." So you know, come on, baby, take a ride with me. You know, and uh, mm -hmm. and then we got to the there was no horns in it, so we decided, why don't we put horns on the end of it? Just don't have horns all the way through. And then at the end, but up, but that is that a that a but up, and and then on the break. Let's do like a JB thing. Bump, 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 And that was one of the guys in the band came up with that. It was uh, John Christian and John Christensen or, or David Bowman came up with that and uh, uh but it's <laughs> it's it's a rocker, man, and everybody loves it. We're gonna play it because it's a it's a fun song. I heard it today and I thought that sounds familiar, but then I Googled it and and, and I saw some band, whatever, like you said, whoever it was. It wasn't anybody I've heard of before, but the song sounded familiar to me. Yeah. yeah. You know, but the song is called Voodoo Cadillac. We're going to play it right now with the Delta Wires featuring Ernie Panetta. <laughs> down in New Orleans Tuck a new lift on my stereo Tune it doing wide on my radio I said listen here baby just a chopping on wood Eight slapping pistons kicking under my hood yeah. Baby, in a used car lot 
drinking cheap wine and uh, throwing rocks. A man on four wheels, baby, you know that I got it. Shaking like a leaf right here in my pocket. I said, listen here, baby, just a chopping on wood. Slapping pistons, kicking under my hood. Voodoo Cadillac with Ernie Panada and the Delta Wires wrapping up our visit to San Francisco. But before we leave, Ernie, this is the section of the show where we call shameless self-promotion, where you just go and tell me everywhere we can find you, hear you, see you, shows that are coming up, merch we can buy, albums, CDs, whatever. What what do you got and where do we get it? Well, the uh, we're on Spotify and that's where... Uh, we've been we've we've got over a hundred and ten thousand uh, views on Spotify on this album. It could be up to one hundred and twenty thousand now. Wow! Uh, it kind of it blew up on Spotify, and uh, unfortunately, you know, you don't sell CDs like you used to, but you can buy a CD through the uh, website. And uh, there, there's a you know just uh, email us where where you want it. We'll send it to you. Uh, CD Baby also has our CDs for sale, and uh, those are the two places you can buy it. Uh, and then, of course, streaming—that's that's what uh, 
everybody got mad about once you spend all this money on these things and people buy one song. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get that big check, you know. <laughs> right, right. Funny. No, just we still buy CDs when we go to a show. That's why I was holding this up for you. We're just uh, I've got CDs all around the house because you got to support art. You got to support local yeah. local art. And you can't yeah. just buy a download. I mean, I, I like to walk out of there with something in my hand. And I still play CDs. I've got yeah. vinyl and I I don't have a, a good stereo like I used to. And I want to get one again now that I'm old and retired, you know, and start yeah. getting vinyl. But uh, so I've got a whole wall of vinyl over here. Yeah. Yeah. My office area. Yeah. I've got a whole, I've got, uh, I've got, uh, let's see, I have uh, two record players. And one CD player and three, well, actually three CD players and record players and uh, two record players and a bunch of, bunch of 33s. That's where I, yeah. I, I got, I got all those stacks. I got stacks of old stuff. I have 20 Frank Sinatra albums. I have two Frank Sinatra albums that have not been opened and they're worth a fortune. I bet. And I have all the blues, the Chicago blues stuff, all the Muddy Waters, yeah. uh, Little Walter. Uh, Jimmy Rogers, uh, you know, you name it. Uh, Chicago Blues, Big Walter Horton, James Cotton, you know. So people I in the play. Bay, people in the Bay Area can see you at the saloon every month, and they can yeah. follow you on Facebook. They can follow you on yeah. Reverb yeah. Nation, I guess, right? Uh, well, Facebook is a big. We have a, a Delta Wires fan page on Facebook. Okay, and then also we have. Uh, uh, not much on Instagram, but the Delta Wires, if you go to the Delta Wires uh, Facebook page, then you can get to the uh, fan page, and then you'll see everything we're playing and everything we're doing. Oh, That's okay. That's Delta Wires fan page on Facebook. And we have a That's bunch it. of follow there. And then I have Ernie Panada uh, on my own Facebook page, which I have over 3,000 friends on that. A lot of musicians, too. Uh, Otis Taylor and, you know, bunch of you know, rick esther and then a bunch of friends on facebook and then, and then you've got your website the delta wires right yeah. or it's just delta it's not the delta wires it's just delta wires.com yeah yeah delta wires.com cool well ernie it's been a lot of fun man i appreciate this and uh get a shout out to your 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 buddy doug there that uh got us together okay you know tell doug thanks and uh doug deutsch right doug deutsch yeah doug deutsch yeah. So, all right, out, man. Out of Joycey. Out of Joycey. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> right. Okay. Thanks again to Ernie Panada and the Delta Wires wrapping up our visit to California. Join us Monday. We're going mile high and going to go to Denver, Colorado. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.